expect to be talking about Edwin Action Jackson on August 18th, but here we are. Stretch run. Gotta make the playoffs. Maybe you're in the playoffs. Maybe you're trying to get first place in a Roto League. Are you going to rely on big old Edwin Jackson in the fantasy playoffs? Welcome to the show. He's got two starts next week, by the way. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball today. Adam and Heath. Adam, what up? Yeah, I was trying to combine it with your name first, and it just doesn't work. Does not work. But I don't know why we would only use one letter of mine, and the, then your whole name. Heat him? Is that better? Heat him. Heat, Heat him. him up. Yeah. <laughs> Heat him. But here's the cool thing about Heat him. If you spell it H-E-A-D-A-M, it has my entire name. It's just He Adam. No, it's not how we're spelling it. Oh, we're going to drop the A? Uh, H-E-A-T-A-M. Oh, Heat him. <laughs> Okay, well, that doesn't seem fair. So welcome to Fantasy Baseball today. We will rock and roll here. Gary Sanchez or Buster Posey. I'll ask Keith that a little bit later. I've got the Addometer most added. Two-star pitchers for next week. Real quick, everyone. Sports trades are scary. One person can be replaced by another. Exchange for money given away for a hypothetical future person. Once they leave your team, you can't like them anymore, even if you have their jersey, which, of course, you can't wear anymore. Except at B-dubs, they won't judge, but others might. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, Sports. Let's get started. Edwin Jackson, 34% owned. I'll just cut to the chase. Do you trust him at Houston and home against the Mets next week? I don't want to at all. I could understand a situation in a points league where I don't have a lot of great options, where I might just have to risk it. But listen, he's got a 5-3-1 FIP. He struck out 31 batters in 42 innings. He's got a whip of one three three. This is not real. Yep. Yeah. He he's been one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball for a while. So I don't know if that's true. That might be an exaggeration. But he hasn't been good. He's, it can't be that far off. No, his peripherals look remarkably similar to his peripherals last season when he was awful. Last yeah. year he had a five three six FIP. This year it's five three one. And Jackson he threw a, exactly twice as many innings last year. And had twice as many strikeouts. Okay, there you go. He just keeps bouncing around. There's a reason for that. But two starts, like if the Houston, if it were in Houston, if it were like the Giants and the Mets, okay, I'd be interested. But at Houston, home against the Mets could be bad. However, this is a guy that you need to go pick up right now if he's available for a few reasons. Patrick Corbin, 70% owned. It's time to get him. In his last 12 starts, Patrick Corbin has a 313 ERA. And uh, 78 strikeouts in 72 innings. The whip might be a little high because he's giving up a lot of hits. Actually, has a 343 Babbitt with 14% swinging strikes in his last 12 starts. So he's probably been unlucky. Corbin's pitching great. He had a beautiful start at Houston yesterday. And look at these matchups next week at the Mets. Home against the Giants. Get Patrick Corbin 70% owned. Get Patrick Corbin everywhere, yes. I, I totally... I, I don't buy into him being the ace that he's been here recently, but I think he's a very good pitcher that's also SPARP eligible that should get you strikeouts. All right. What uh, What about you, Heath? How are we doing today? And and what do you think of Thursday night? 
I didn't think a lot about Thursday night. I'm I right now I'm so much into next week mode. Okay. Because next week is a huge, huge week. I've got one league where I'm trying to make the playoffs, another where I'm trying to lock up the one seed, and then in our head-to-head auction league, it's the first week of the playoffs. Hmm. Yeah, in our in our podcast league, it's the first week of the playoffs next week too. I, well, I'm not participating in that league anymore. Uh, yeah, I am. <clears throat> I uh am having a dreadful week, but luckily well, that's not that bad. My opponent is having an even worse week. This is fun. I mean, look at my pitchers this week. My freaking pitchers. Ivan Nova is leading the way with nine fantasy points. Jacob deGrom has three. Brad Peacock, six and a half. Marco Estrada, negative 10.5. That's a bad week. <laughs> Jacob Faria, half a fantasy point. Like, it's not my fault. They're all terrible. I, I benched Jameis and Tyone. He was awful. Uh, tonight, I mean, my team is dreadful right now. They're the worst, but I think we're gonna make the playoffs, so, so that's good. Now, um, Aaron Sleggers made his major league debut yesterday for the Twins. He faced the Indians. He's 1% owned. And he might, uh, he may have already been sent down. He got called up for the second game of a doubleheader. But look, if you pitch well, you could easily get called back up, especially with September just around the corner. Sleggers, six and a third, two runs on two hits with two walks and three strikeouts in the minors this year at AAA. He had a uh, 318 ERA, 97 Ks in 130 and a third, but only 27 walks. However, he did give up more than a hit per inning. Uh, what, what do you think about Aaron Sleggers? He does not look like, well, first off, the what he looks like is fantastic. He's actually he very, very good looking guy. 10. Very good looking guy. Yeah. 245 pounds. That's what I want my starting pitcher to look like when he takes the mound. But if you're six foot ten and 245 pounds, you're supposed to be intimidating somebody. Hmm. Not striking out what uh, 201 batters in his last 275 minor league innings. That's over Double A AA and Triple A. That doesn't sound like somebody I'm going to get real excited about, even if they do get another call up. Okay, fair enough. I mean, so Aaron he's, he's six strikeouts per nine in the minors. Six foot ten. Is that I mean, that's possible? Awesome. Yes. I, he is one of the only pitchers I've ever seen. Well, okay, Chris Young probably, who has a higher height in inches than his K per nine. <laughs> that's really funny. I it's like awesome. that. Uh, okay, Heath, let's go to some bullpens here and we'll read your emails later. If he, he has, might have to go early. If he does, I will read your emails by myself. But I hope to have Heath with me. Uh, in the bullpen, Sam Dyson is 31% owned, and he got the save yesterday. Mark Melanson is 64% owned, and he pitched in the seventh. Now, here's what happens, Heath, when you make a roster move before you check last night's box scores, which is what I did. I dropped Sam Dyson, and I picked up Senwano. And, of course, Sam Dyson gets a save, and Senwano gets lit up for two runs in the ninth inning. So uh, should I have done that? Would you make that move right now? Would you drop Sam Dyson for Senuano? I like. I get it. For I still think I'm always going to believe in Senuano. I think until next year comes around, and I do believe that Mark Melanson will eventually start getting saves. But at this time of year, I can't think about eventually. Well, next I think week, I think I my thinking was first of all before yesterday figured okay it's time. But Mark Melanson's had two appearances. They were scoreless. Now he's up to three scoreless. Like, it's time. I still feel that way. But I also thought, Semwano, 
is going to get a lot more save chances than either Giants reliever at this point. And he had been pitching really, really well in a setup role. Yeah, they have not uh, – the other thing is, like, Melanson still doesn't feel great, right? I'm not sure. I didn't see that. I saw last I night. I saw something on he, – he's contributing at less than 100%. So I I still believe, like, if you're asking me who's going to be saving games for the Giants in September, I believe it will be Melanson. But next week, I I don't I, – I, I call it 50-50 between him and Dyson. Okay. And it's pretty clear Alex Claudio is the guy to own in Texas. They they use him in very strange ways, but he got a save, a two inning save yesterday, his sixth of the season. So Nolan Arenado, as a as a guy who does not own Nolan Arenado, I will tell you, fantasy is making me a horrible person, and I am hoping that Nolan Arenado goes on the DL because I don't want to run into him in the in the postseason, in the fantasy postseason. He's not expected. In fact, he might play today, but. He hurt his hand again yesterday. He re-injured his hand. It's not, he's not 100%, but he might play today. Uh, John Lester became the first pitcher in the last 30 years to allow nine or more runs in an inning twice in a season. And I guess we can give him an excuse. Yesterday he had light, lat tightness. Lester could go on the DL and miss a lot of time, let's be honest here. Um, Heath, I know I got— I would be preparing myself for the fact that I may not have John Lester again this year. I know— um I'm glad Chris isn't here because he'd uh, probably yell at me for saying this. But I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to avoid World Series pitchers if I can. I'm going to avoid them the following year. I I, I gave a lot of evidence at the beginning of the season uh, about over like the last five years, pitchers who pitched in the World Series, almost all of them were worse the next year. It's kind of like running backs that get, you know, 400 touches or whatever, Mm -hmm. or 350. Right. Uh, Yeah, every— Single Cubs pitcher worse this year. But there were two teams that played in the World Series. Kluber, Kluber, I think is really the only one because Salazar and Carrasco got hurt. Uh, Bauer, I guess I'd have to look at, but Bauer's ERA is almost five now. He's it's lowering and he's having a great second half surge, but he has not his had career ERA around five, so he's just been himself. Yeah, so he, yeah, Kluber's been an exception. Bumgarner, an exception, but World Series pitchers. They don't do well the next year. I don't think that's a coincidence. I really don't. The Mets two years ago and the Cubs this year post. I think Danny Duffy had his best year the year after the World Series. Yeah, I don't know. I, okay, there's got to be like an innings. There's got to be an innings uh, asterisks in there. Maybe it's, if you throw 200 innings in the regular season and pitch in the World Series. Yeah, exactly. I, and Adam Wainwright had a year where he threw like 270 innings. I think that was a World Series year. Uh, those are the types of things I really look for, but I think it matters. <clears throat> and the Cubs have been pretty bad for fantasy, although it's good to see Jake Arrieta turning things around. Ronaldo Lopez left with side tightness after struggling yesterday against Texas. Glenn Perkins is back. He pitched in a non-save situation. Wouldn't expect him to be the closer, at least not immediately. Perkins struggled yesterday, and Matt Belisle did get a save in the second game of a doubleheader. Trevor Rosenthal's on the DL. Jose Ramirez hit by a pitch on the wrist, but he's fine. So Miami, the Marlins are not allowed to get rid of the home run sculpture in center field. It is designated as art. I I don't I don't understand this. It was purchased in such a way that like I don't I know. I read the, the article. Okay, so my only the only way I could truly understand it is if the city of Miami or the county owns the stadium. And if that's the case, then sure. They don't. 
then like, if you buy a no. piece of art and give it to me to put in my house, and I say that is an ugly ass piece of art, I'm gonna have to throw in the trash. But it's like a one of it's like a historic landmark. You know, you can't. It's not a historic landmark. It, it's like five years old. It isn't, but it's the same concept. You can't just destroy those things. The city. So you can just. I have, I have the ability to make something and just designate it undestroyable. <laughs> yeah. No. No, he, you don't apply here. He, this isn't about you. This is not about so who Edom. can. Who who is on the list of people that can make things and say they're not destroyable? The city of Miami. But Miami didn't make this. Resort. I don't. Okay, so Avi Garcia sat with Rich Sordis. That home run sculpture needs to go, and it's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, the Yankees tweeted at the Mets, "Quote: Bend the knee after a four game sweep, which you don't get, but it's a funny Game of Thrones reference." Uh, Delano the Shield's been starting for Texas, but that's because Carlos Gomez is out with an illness. If he starts, I know he ain't gonna be much of a hitter, but he is gonna be much of a base dealer, so keep an eye on the Shields. Luke Weaver's back. He pitched out of the bullpen yesterday. Do you know what their plans are for Luke Weaver? I would say it will depend on how Adam Wainwright's consultation goes. Yeah, that's a good point. So Wainwright left with a sore arm. He's gonna be evaluated. Actually, it's a very good point. Maybe Luke Weaver is someone that we should be picking up right now in case there's an opening in that rotation. He pitched pretty well as a starter just recently for the uh, for the Cardinals. I would be more excited about adding Luke Weaver than I would Edwin Jackson. Adam Wainwright, sore arm. Andrew Miller should be back today. Aroldis Chapman hopefully back today. Dylan Batances, Batances got a save yesterday, but he's unlikely to be available today. Odubo Herrera looks like he could end up on the DL with a hamstring injury, and I'm just going to say it's time to drop Steven Matz. He's 72% owned. Yep. You know what? Good team what? name. Matz for bats. Keep bats warm. Yeah, that's a that's a team name. But you get it, right? Um. Oh, boo! Boo for not getting this. This is Pedro Serrano. Hats I thought it was. But I don't remember bats. what the original thing was. What for bats? Hats for bats. He takes the golf club covers from Dorn and he puts them on his bats. His hats for bats. Hats That's for right. bats. Keep bats warm. That's all state stand. Uh, so bat, bats for bats because bats is keeping a lot of bats warm. All right. Hey, real quick, Keith. Gary Sanchez or Buster Posey? Uh, I'm going to stick with Buster Posey for the remainder of this season. And next year. Wrong! Changing of the guard. It could not be more evident. Gary Sanchez is the best catcher in fantasy for the next five years at least. Ooh, Wilson Contreras. Yeah, yeah, I'll say it. Next five years. He's he's the new Posey. He's the new Posey. Well, what about next year when he doesn't get enough games to be catcher eligible because no, they play him at DH because he's, he's so bad defensively? No, he's been playing hurt. I think that's contributed he's to his He's just going to be playing DH because he can't play defense. He'll so get it's going to be 20. hard for him to be the best catcher. Yeah, he's uh, he's better than Posey. First, he's been a lot better than Posey on a per game basis this year, and that's even in points leagues where Posey has more strikeouts than more walks and strikeouts are very close, one to one, pretty much. So he's got much better plate discipline in roto leagues. It can't even be close. Uh, come on, come around, come around. I I'll be sticking with Posey. Okay. I guess you like twelve home runs. I do. I like twelve home runs a lot. That's what I would prefer. All of my hitters have. Let's go to the add-o-meter. I'm going to give you a guy. You tell me 0 to 10. How much do you want to add him? Keep okay. in mind ownership percentage. It's all relative. A 29% Greg Bird. Um, Could be back next week. Should be back next week. Right. Zero. Really? Is Greg Bird shortstop eligible? He Yes. Because he hits like one. Unfair. 
unfair. What do you, what do you mean unfair? He's played, he played hurt all year. He's got 250 career plate appearances with a 754 OPS. Let's look at, first of all. He's a league average hitter in his career. You know what I was annoyed by yesterday? What? This is what, this is, you're doing the same thing now that you did to me yesterday. I'm arguing Devontae Adams in a good offense versus, um, no, no, no. I'm on, I'm arguing DeAndre Hopkins in a bad offense versus Terrell Pryor in a good offense. And you say, quote, Terrell Pryor caught four touchdowns last year. And obviously you're leaving out, intentionally leaving out the most important information, which is that he played on Cleveland last year as opposed to Washington this year. You're leaving out the most important information with Greg Bird, Heath. Okay. He was very good when he was healthy. In 2015, he batted 261, he slugged 529, and he had a 343 on base. And he had a great spring training, and then he had a bone bruise in his ankle just at the very end of spring training. He hasn't been healthy. So the... but he hasn't, like, he's not been good in AAA. He just started. Well, he's got 34 plate appearances this year with a 612 OPS. That was before he had surgery. No, how many, how was he done since? I think he's been good. Check the game log. He's had like two, two or three games. It doesn't really matter. Okay. I, no. He's a first baseman. Like, are you? You know what though? Ma- first baseman. Maybe he's just in smoke? It, no, I, he's not gonna be that good. But Lomo's struggling. Kendris Morales, who's not even first base eligible for us, but he's been dreadful. He's got 750 OPS. Um, a lot of guys have been struggling. We were just talking about this yesterday. Yonder Alonso's not relevant anymore. I mean, you Bert, asked me for a number. All right, zero. Zero. I think. I think. All right, fine. Zero. Byron. Well, Buxton. What's your number? You, there's only one analyst today, so you should give a number too. Three. Three. Yeah, but if he gets off to a hot start, I'll jump on Greg Bird. Because all the things we liked about Greg Bird still exist. He's still in a great park. He was the Yankees' probably best prospect. They said he was a better prospect than Gary Sanchez. Brian Cashman He's played said two that. games, and he is two for six with two, with a pair of singles. Yeah, so whatever. It's going to take time to get the timing back. I don't expect him to come back slugging, but Bird's not Bird's not completely uninteresting to me. That's a ringing endorsement. Well, that's shocking, seeing as he's a Yankee. I wonder how interesting he would be. If he played for the Philadelphia Phillies. I wonder how interesting he'd be if he played for the Royals. I would take uh, Reese Hoskins over Greg Bird. I'm not going to go that far. I would also take Eric Hosmer over Greg Bird. Yeah, I would too. Okay. I would take uh, Bird. Hmm. I would take Bird over Kendris Morales. Put it that way. Former Royal. Byron Buxton, 0 to 10. Um, What's his ownership percentage now? 30, oh, 38%. Yeah, I think probably like 7. Yeah, you're into it? Byron Buxton? He's, he, and we, he's, uh, to be totally clear, this is at least the third time that he's looked like he was trying, starting to figure things out. Yeah. But I feel like he should be owned in all five outfielder leagues with the way he's going right now. And just, just to find out. Because steals are so scarce. He has 21 steals and 22 attempts. So any categories league, I'd own Buxton. Maybe not a 10 team categories league, but. Seven-game hitting streak for Buxton, 10 for 24, two homers, two steals, still two walks of six strikeouts. But uh, this would be a tough call. Byron Buxton or the next guy on the list, Curtis Granderson? I would probably still go with Buxton. All right. Especially in a categories league, because I'm not really sure what Granderson's going to do for you in a categories league. It's just that he gets so hot, and right now he is so hot. 256 batting average, but six homers in August. Grand slam yesterday. Granderson's 26% owned, 0 to 10. I'll give him a 26% owned? Yeah. I'll give him a 5. Okay. 
Uh, how about our next guy, Tim Anderson, 29% owned. Oh, it's too bad we don't have Dave on the show. Dave Richards <laughs> just absolutely loves Tim Anderson. Yeah, well. Uh, I like Tim Anderson, and I think he's like kind of a Cattell Marte type that eventually could figure it out. He's been pretty good lately. He is shortstop eligible. I'll give him a six. Ooh, really? Yeah, 29%. Well, then what would you give Cattell Marte? If if Tim Anderson's a six, what's Marte? I don't know what Marte's ownership is right it's now. It's like 15%. Nobody's on, okay. nobody's on it. He's not as hard as, hot as Anderson right now, so maybe a five. You'd rather have who? I'd rather have Anderson. Two walks, 19 strikeouts in his hot streak. Like he's, it's not gonna last. He's not going to walk. But it's so bad. <clears throat> alright, alright, fair enough. 29% Tim Anderson, 5%, or 15%, 14% Cattell Marte. Colton Wong, I don't really think we've talked much about him. He's batting 310 on the year. Uh, he's got pretty much, a, he's got an everyday job now. Doesn't really do much, but I guess batting average for Colton Wong, 23% owned. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like he gives you a little bit of pop for second base. Not like for an average hitter, but for second base, there's, there's some pop there. He has two home runs in 80 games. Like, I so it's all doubles pop. I guess so. And some triples as well. Yeah, 23 doubles in 80 games. It's a 46 that's, that's double. That's very base. good. Three triples. Hmm, but doubles don't really help you in Roto. It seems like this is a good points league guy. He's 29 walks to 42 strikeouts. Uh, 398 on base for Colton Wong and a lot of doubles and triples, but he's, Two home runs, four steals. That's just, that's not good in categories. I'm gonna give him a five. If he was shortstop eligible, it'd be like a nine. If you were gonna pick up a middle infielder, would you pick up Tim Anderson or Colton Wong? Wong. Would you pick up, okay, so you go Wong over, over Marte too. Yep. Alright, two guys who are actually pretty owned, 77% owned, but do they actually need to be more owned? Javier Baez, batting 300 with a 960 OPS, nine homers since the All-Star break. Jason Kipnis, two home runs in his last three games. Not having a good year, though. Javier Baez, Jason Kipnis, 77% owned. I don't, like, I'm trying, I don't think there's guys that are owned in more leagues than that that I would drop for them. Both of them should be owned in all Roto Leagues where you have a middle infield, but if they're 77%, they're already owned in all Roto Leagues. So I I don't think either of them need to be owned any more than this. In fact, Baez might still be a little bit too much. Would you drop Trevor Story for Javi Baez? I I can't. All right. And then uh, Dexter Fowler, especially if you're in a points league or an OBP league, get yourself some Dexter Fowler. 69% owned. Since coming off the DL, he's red hot, batting 452. Uh, but 11 walks, 7 strikeouts, doing what he does. He scored 11 runs in 10 games, 5 doubles, 2 triples. And he has been really bad against lefties. So you do have to keep that in mind with Fowler. And they face two left-handed starters out of six games next week, but they're not good starters. Uh, so maybe maybe they might have Rodon. I don't remember. But overall, the Cardinals have pretty good matchups next week. So. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think Dexter Fowler, I mean, injuries have cost him a lot of ownership this year. But when he's healthy and going good, he's, he needs to be owned everywhere. Yeah, yes he does. And you need to own yourself an Indochino suit, Heath. I mean, you look really good in an Indochino suit. Thank you. And I know you would, because I don't look good in suits. 
except my Indochino suit. I'm not the kind of guy that can buy a suit off the rack and, and feel good about it. In fact, I don't think most people are. Most people can do that. You need yourself a custom suit. This is something that I didn't really understand how much I would like it until I got it. And I will be getting another one just as soon as the season ends, I think, and I have some time. I'm going to go on Indochino.com. I'm going to look at all their colors, all the fabrics. They're number one in their industry, okay? They're the leading made-to-measure menswear brand in the world. And there's a reason for it. Go on Indochino.com and just kind of peruse, just browse, and all the customizations you can do. Submit your measurement, place your order, and get your suit in just a few weeks. The best suit I've ever owned by far. It's the only suit I want to wear. And these are usually $800 suits. But with our offer code... You're getting it for three seventy nine with free shipping. So go on Indochino.com and use the promo code FBT as in fantasy baseball today. FBT for a suit for three seventy nine, fifty percent off, made to measure, premium suit, shipping's free. Again, use FBT at checkout on Indochino.com. Any premium suit for just three seventy nine and free shipping. All right, the most added list. Let's take a look at who the fantasy owners are adding right now in CBSSports.com leagues. This is the time of the show where I think everybody who's familiar with me now knows that, well, I just forgot to pull up the most added list uh, before we started, so I'm killing time, and now I'm ready. So the number one most added player is Eddie Rosario, who is now 52% owned. Eddie Rosario, he's been very good since the break, and he's he's keeping it up. He's got... Five multi-hit games in his last six games with two home runs. Uh, what do you think about this Twins outfielder? How would you compare him to Dexter Fowler? He's been good since, like, June 1st. Oh, yeah? Is that that long, huh? He he had an 860 OPS in June, 860 basically in July, and then he just get red hot in August. Um, I'd, prob- I'd probably rather own Fowler, but I do think Rosario, I wrote about him in Waiver Wire a week ago, and he's not he's not slowing down. Okay, 52% owned. Other outfielders on the list would be not that many, actually. You have to go all the way down to find uh, Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks, 70% owned. Hicks, Hicks, Fowler, Rosario. Rank them. For start, I'm not looking at things right now on a rest-of-season basis. I'm looking on it as next week. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably go Rosario, Fowler, Hicks. Okay. Also on this list, we got a lot of catchers. Alex Avila, James McCann, Tucker Barnhart, now with Mezzarocco on the DL. Robinson Chirinos. Are you inspired yeah, by Yeah, Avila's the only one I'm really excited about adding. The rest of them I'm just trying to get at bats. Okay, fair enough. Edwin Jackson's number three. He's got the two starts next week. We discussed him. Uh, Jared Eikhoff is number four on the list and kind of flopped in his first start. We'll see what he does on Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. In another good start, I forgot. I think it's the Giants. He the faced. He had the Padres and the Giants, right? Yes. Eikhoff. I don't know. I don't remember which one he faced, but um, it's Mike Clevenger is interesting. Sixty-six percent own Mike Clevenger. That's probably of the pitchers that I see on this list. The guy that I'd I take a look at. He does have two starts. They're both at home. They're against the Red Sox and the Royals. Not the easiest week for Clevenger, but somebody to take a look at maybe. I'd much rather have him in a two-start week than I would uh, Edwin Jackson if they had the same matchups. And he doesn't have great matchups, but he has better matchups than Jackson does. So, yeah, it's his his strikeout numbers are a little bit alarming to me this year. I don't really know where it's come from, but we'll take it. Camber Drosian is on this list. That makes sense. Ronaldo Lopez is 54% owned, but that's going to really depend on his injury. Right. Um, Denelson Lamette, Patrick Corbin, all of these make sense. Jake Junis is 14% owned. What do you think about that ownership? Jake Junis. 
I think it really depends. I believe they're skipping him this weekend because they had the off day on Thursday. So he is, I guess, technically in the rotation, but I don't know if by the time it's his turn again, they think they have Cahill figured out. I would not feel comfortable starting him next week right now. All right, Heath, let's transition and look at the rookie watch. But for, actually, I do, I wanted to bring up something here. I have a, an idea for a new statistic for baseball. Mm-hmm. New stat. Uh, it's called, uh, it's called E-whip. Okay. E-whip. What does the E stand for? It stands for earned. Okay. I don't Would, think. Shouldn't we pronounce that U-hip? U-hip, sure. We could, we could pronounce it U-hip. I don't think that you should be penalized on your whip for any hits or walks that take place after an error that otherwise would have ended the inning had the play been made. Same way you're not punished in your ERA, you shouldn't be punished in your whip. So you should have an e-whip. I have decided, you told me about this this morning. Yeah. And I've decided to foil you because this is not a bad idea. I don't hate it. But what I would like better is hip that is expected whip where instead of giving them credit or not credit for hits that actually happened we'll take a look at the type of contact they're giving up what the babip should be on those balls and stop penalizing them for bad defense stop rewarding them for good defense and tell you oh what their gosh. whip should be why don't we just play baseball why don't we just play sim leagues like who needs major league baseball who needs actual defenders no this stuff I, happens it happens I enjoy baseball games and going to them, and so I, I don't agree with you. Um, but I'm just saying I like I like U-hip more than E-whip. E-whip. So I want everybody to think about that. E-whip. Let's, let's get a revolution going here. Let's do a rookie watch. Tell me if these ownerships seem right for these rookies. Reese Hoskins, 55%. Seems a little bit light. I have a confession to make about Reese Hoskins, and I'm going to do it on the podcast. I don't know if this person listens to the podcast. I kind of hope not because I'm enjoying the fruits of something that was not really my doing. Okay, hit me with it. Uh, last week on Friday, our good uh, friend and producer, Mayron Berkson. You know Mayron. I love Mayron. Great guy. One of the nicest guys in South Florida. Would you agree with that? Game of Rones. He's great. Yes. Super, super nice guy. Stupid He's in nice the playoffs guy. in our uh, editorial league mm-hmm. this week, and yep. he needed a hitter badly. And so he brings his laptop over to me, and Scott's sitting right there. And I'm thinking in my head, why don't you just ask Scott? But he's he's asking me, and so I'm looking at the list of hitters available, and Scott, I just heard talking about how Reese Hoskins was going to be his sleeper hitter of the week because he had good matchups. Uh-huh. And I and so and I naturally say, Reese Hoskins has really good matchups. <laughs> you should pick him up. Every day that Mayron has seen me in the office this week, he's told me how much he's winning by and how it's all because of Reese Hoskins nice. and how thankful he is. Nice. Good job, Well, uh, I, I really just stole Scott's thunder. That's fine. That's fine. It's Imitation is the best form of flattery. All right, 55% Reese Hoskins. Uh, four walks, four strikeouts in eight games. That's really a good sign. Nick that Williams. a little light. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Williams is 38% owned. He's he's having a nice year. 291, six home runs in 40 games, but he does have a terrible walk to strikeout ratio. 10 walks, 42 strikeouts for 38% owned Nick Williams. That seems about right to me. Okay. Like he's maybe not owned in all five outfielder leagues, but pretty close. Okay, it's time to lower the ownership percentage of Bradley Zimmer. He's 53% owned. He's 
I couldn't believe this. He's one for 37 in August. One for 37, Bradley Zimmer. That's really bad. I do believe that he is too high owned. Drop him. Uh, Yoan Moncada, 76% owned. He had a good game yesterday. He had a good game six games ago. The five in between, he went two for 20 with no walks and 12 strikeouts. And, and Moncada's batting 190 right now. Uh, it does not look like he's ready to hit major league pitching still. Just like he wasn't last year. 76% owned. Drop him. Okay. I, here's what I would say is, I think that's too high. I don't think he should be owned in 76% of leagues. If I saw him on the waiver wire, I would not add him. But if he was on my team, and especially these guys that have held on to him for four months, or longer, ready for this to happen. Yeah. I, I'd probably just leave him on my bench and hope. Okay. Well, how about Ahmed Rosario batting 222 with, uh, two homers, two steals in 16 games, but one walk, 19 strikeouts. He's shortstop eligible. There's potential there. I'm benching him, but I'm not dropping him. Dominic Smith, 38% owned. So same as Nick Williams, less than Reese Hoskins. Dominic Smith is batting 160. No walks, 4Ks, and se- only seven games. You don't have to drop Dominic Smith, but you don't have to hold him either. Okay. I'm looking at Rosario's minor league numbers. Like 23 walks, 67 strikeouts is very respectable in 94 games. I don't know why he's striking out so much. It's obviously an adjustment here. I think it's because the pitchers are better in the major league. Yeah. And everybody needs to remember Alex Bregman from last year. Bregman was just just awful in every sense for like a month. And Springer a couple a few years ago, too. Give these guys right. a little bit of time. Give these guys some time. Uh Derek Fisher. This guy I think you might want to start sitting. He's really bad against lefties, maybe dropping. He's only 33% owned, but he's now sitting uh two of the last three games, Derek Fisher. Yeah, I'm not interested. Ian Happ, 60% owned. I like Ian Happ. He's second base eligible. He's getting hot again. I think that's about right. Maybe a little low. I don't know. Is he getting hot again? It, well, three home runs in his last five games. I guess that's pretty hot. He does this. He pulls you in right when you think you're ready to drop Ian Happ. He has a good little run. But since the All-Star break, he's batting two twenty seven with four homers. I don't know. That's not great, but, you know, that's what? A sixth of a season, and he's got four home runs and four steals? Yeah, it's all recent, though. Yeah, the four steals are nice. The four steals are... All right. Okay, fine. You wouldn't drop Ian Happ for Colton Wong? No, I would not. No. Jason Kipnis or Ian Happ? I'm sticking with Happ. Ozzie Albies is 35% owned. I have no interest at all. I did not really think he was going to hit this year anyway. I thought they brought him up too soon. I'm not sure he's ever going to be a great offensive player. And he's just been dreadful. All right, let me get you a little hungry right now, if I could, and also give you a great place to watch some games for the rest of the summer and on into the fall. Look, whoever invented summer was obviously a sports fan. We got playoff hockey, playoff basketball, the opening of both soccer and baseball. Of course, we have football coming up and pennant races. A clear display of favoritism, and the other seasons didn't stand a chance. Why don't we just call it sports season? That's what they're calling it at Buffalo Wild Wings. They do call it sports season. Don't ever call it summer. That's not what it is. It's sports season. They're just waiting on the legal change. Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports. All right, Heath, so moving on here. Tell me if you'd consider sitting any of the following three players. They all have good matchups next week. Matt Carpenter, who has one home run since the All-Star break, but he does have 11 doubles. Miguel Sano, Aaron Judge. Carpenter, Sano, Judge, would you consider sitting any of them next week? 
no chance I'm sitting Carpenter at all. I wouldn't even consider it. Um, because he's still been pretty good in points leagues. In points Walk. leagues, yeah, but in, and, and like points and in leagues. In Roto, there's too many roster spots to drop him. Not, but if you're in a head-to-head categories league, there aren't. If I was in a head-to-head categories league and it was only 12 teams and I had a second baseman that was really good and a third baseman and a first baseman and a utility, then maybe. But that's, that's really unlikely. Alright, keep an eye on Carpenter. He's been really bad against lefties this year. What about Sano and Judge? I could see, because both those guys are worse in points leagues, that maybe I, I might, but I'm probably riding them both. They got me here. Double dongs yesterday, Ender and Ciarte, and Josh Donaldson. I think that's why Chris didn't come on the show. Because he said that his skills had diminished, and uh, you were right. Because he's batting 400 in August with 11 home runs in his last 19 games. Uh, well, Chris has already acknowledged that this was the, his big mistake this year, counting out Josh Donaldson. Anything to say about Ender and Ciarte? Uh, Coors Field is a really good place to hit. He is batting 300 this year. Uh, he's no, he's been a yeah. good – the home run part is what yeah, I meant. Yeah. The double dong. Like, I don't think Ender and Ciarte is double donging in very many parks. Yeah. <clears throat> We're pretty much but done with yesterday, but yeah. He he is somebody, and I've had people call me out because he's been very similar in a lot of ways to what I think Odubel Herrera is. Mm-hmm. And I rank Odubel much better, higher than I do Ender Enciarte, and that's probably not fair. Well, Enciarte is as big of a uh, he, he's as much of a jag as you're going to find, but he plays all the time and he leads off, so he's good in those in the points leagues especially. Uh, Jeff Samarja against Milwaukee next week. Are you going to start him? Is it at home? Yes. Yes. And another bad start for Jamison Tyone. And I'm trying to see his matchup next week. Remember when everybody got mad at me for calling him Jagison Tyone? (laughs) (laughs) He's got the Dodgers next week. I'm going to avoid that. No chance. Damn it, Tyone. I really need you to start pitching better. Uh, How about Yolish Yassin? Yolisha's seen 68% owned. I had a feeling he would have a good start against the Nationals at home. It wasn't that good. It was five innings, one run. He walked four. I don't think I'm going to start him next week at St. Louis, but if you're thinking about dropping Shasin, who's 68% owned, he could be a two-star pitcher with two home starts the following week against the Giants and the Dodgers. He's good against everyone at home. 68% owned, Shasin. Yes. If, uh, if he's a two-star pitcher... Next week, then he will be close to must start. If 20, both at home. Week twenty-two, he'll be right. a two-star pitcher. So you—it's not somebody though that like most of my teams. I feel like I've got a bench spot where I could just keep him, but I'm not—I'm not giving up anything this week to make it happen. So if we take a look at two-star pitchers for fantasy week twenty-one, let's see who we like. There really aren't that many guys. Uh, on waivers that are available. Are you going to trust Charlie Morton home against the Nationals and at the Angels? Yes. Are you going to start Rick Porcello at Cleveland and home against Baltimore? Yes. John Gray with two road starts. You got to go with John Gray. Yep. Ah, uh, I think I said he. I'd call him a game time decision. I said that yesterday. Jacob Faria home against Toronto and at St. Louis. Ah, uh, in a points league for sure. I am. In Roto, it's it's really going to depend on where I'm at in categories. Man, all the guys that I have, I feel like are going to be game time decisions because Faria Tyone is actually a two star pitcher. Dodgers at home and Reds on the road. 
I don't know. I man. can't trust Tyone right now. Yeah, I can't. I don't think I can trust Faria either. But we'll see. We'll see what my one start options are. Uh, Tanner Roark at Houston and home against the Mets. Another guy we talked about yesterday. Mm. Uh, Not in Roto for me. What's that? Not in Roto for me. Not in categories. No, I wouldn't point so. All right. I'll probably start Eduardo Rodriguez at Cleveland and home against Baltimore. But yeah, I, I, would I trust him more than most people. Uh, I think I'll start John Lackey at Cincinnati and at Philadelphia. Yeah. Dan Straley at Philadelphia, home against San Diego. Uh, yeah. I think with those two matchups, you do. Taiwan Walker has a 563 ERA in his last three starts with not a lot of strikeouts, but he's at the Mets and home against the Giants. I'm starting him. Taiwan Walker, start him. We like Carlos Rodon. Jose Urena at Philadelphia, home against San Diego. Can he keep it going for two more starts? For one more week, Jose Urena at Philadelphia, home against the Padres. I mean, how are you going to feel for the long, cold winter <laughs> if you realize that you lost the first round of your fantasy playoffs because you trusted Jose Urena? Those matchups are as good as it gets. Yeah, yeah, you can write that on your fantasy baseball team. <laughs> okay, don't start Jose Urena. Patrick I'm Corbin. Patrick Corbin is the jewel here, the gem. The fact that Urena and Corbin are owned the same amount of leagues, I mean, get Urena. Uh, Clevenger's Boston and Kansas City, so not a bad ad. Not, no on Steven Matz. Mike Fultonevich, Seattle and Colorado at home. Um, I don't really want to, no, but in a points league, I, I could consider it. Edwin Jackson at Houston and, and home against the Mets or Mike Fultonevich? Mike Fultonevich. Jaime Garcia at Detroit, home against Seattle. I'm not, I'm not a Jaime guy. No, no. I'm not a Jaime guy either. All right, so we got Tyler Skaggs against Texas and Houston? No. Now, I don't think there's anyone else you're going to like. Uh, no, I just don't think so. Anybody else have, would just be a We don't have player. a random Yankees pitcher that we can throw in here? <laughs> Jaime Garcia, that's the only one. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't see any uh, like amazing matchups for low-end guys. James Shields has Minnesota and Detroit at home. Yeah, I am not going to yeah. do that either. No, nope. Nor should you. Um, let's just go. Let's just let's just roll the dice with some one start pitchers and get, hope we get a good start. Well, that's what we're going to have to do tonight, Heath. We'll take a look at today's matchups, August eighteenth, Friday. Hope you all uh, have some nice plans tonight. I'll be watching preseason football and Yankees Red Sox. I'm going to the beach after work. Nice. Uh, Jay Happ at the Cubs. Um, probably not. Would you start Andrew Heaney or Jeremy Hellickson as the Angels are at the Orioles? Uh, I don't mind Hellickson. Really? Okay. Uh, Cardinals at Pirates, Carlos Martinez and Trevor Williams. Definitely Carmart. By the way, I do mind Hellickson. He stinks. I know. He stinks. I, I, I don't, I, I don't start bad pitchers regardless of matchup. I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on your tombstone. <laughs> Erasmo Ramirez at Austin Pruitt. No, thank you. Rich Hill and Jordan Zimmerman. In... Uh, definitely Rich Hill, yes. Yeah. Jordan Montgomery at Drew Pomeranz. I don't recommend starting Jordan Montgomery. His, his I'm going to start Pomeranz. Yeah, definitely. His line against the Red Sox was good last Sunday. He had a lot of luck, a lot of hard-hit balls that were caught. 
Um, Marlins at Mets, Nicolino and Chris Flexen. No. Nope. No. Sal Romano, R.A. Dickey. No. I like Dickey. I like I'll Dickey. Get, Come on. You can have Dickey. Uh, he's been good for a while now. I think the yeah. Reds are kind of bad on the road. Yeah. All right. So you're not starting R.A. Dickey. I would. White Sox at Rangers, James Shields at Andrew Kashner. You, I, no. I like, kind of want to start Kashner. I know. I guess. I guess. I, I kind of do. If you start Sean Manaya at Houston tonight, you deserve to lose, but you should start Dallas Keuchel. You should definitely start Zach Godley at the Twins. Are you going to start Irvin Santana against the D-backs? Irvin Santana against the D-backs. I, where is that game? In Minnesota. Yes. Okay. Uh, Corey Kluber's on the mound tonight. He's a start. He is facing Ian Kennedy in Kansas City. I'm, I'm starting Kluber for sure and Kennedy only if I'm chasing wins and strikeouts. Alright, we got a game in Coors Field. Matt Garza at Herman Marquez. No thank you. Nationals are at the Padres, and we'll start Scherzer and Sit Perdomo, and the Phillies are at the Giants. Will you be starting Zach Eflin, Zach Efron, or Matt Moore, or Mandy Moore? No. None of the four? None of the four. All right. Fair enough. I would have started Mandy Moore. Uh, emails. Let's read some emails here. This is from Phil. Next week in a head-to-head points league, Lucroy or Chirinos? Ooh, the battle of former and current Rangers... Catchers in. No home games for Lucroy. Lucroy or Chirinos? I'm going to stick with Lucroy. All right. This is from Trevor. Hey, Giancarlo, Aaron, Mike, and Joey. All right. Top four home run hitters, maybe? Could be. I'm Ron Burgundy. Who's Mike? Trout. He's not a top four home run hitter. Moustakas. Ah, about that. Former or future Yankee Mike Mizdakis. I'm gearing up for the playoffs, and I have some questionable utility players. I have in a head-to-head categories league: Trey Mancini and Reese Hoskins. Should I own Mancini and Hoskins over guys like Schwarber, Ian Happ, Dexter Fowler, Corey Spangenberg, or Trevor Story? If it's just for utility and position doesn't matter. I'm definitely holding Mancini. I think I'd go Fowler over Hoskins. Yeah, especially in an OBP league. Yeah. That's one of your six categories, six by six. Email from Ryan. Simple question. Thames or Hoskins? I need to drop one. Who am I dropping? Thames or Hoskins? Mm, I still have Thames ranked higher than Hoskins. I don't want to overreact on Hoskins because he took advantage of good matchups earlier this week. Right. Then again, it's not overreacting to drop Thames at this point. That's true. Um, I, I might, that's probably for me going to come down to who their matchups are next week. Okay. Um, cause I mean, Thames is, he's done some things this week. If he's got lefties on the schedule, you don't want him. He's got five hits and two home runs, four RBI. That's good. A stolen base. Ooh. All in this week. Hey, I have a question for you, by the way. If Mustakas, uh, you're just not going to answer the question. Play the matchups. If, if Mustakas goes to uh, the Yankees, are you going to like Mike Mustakas anymore? 
Well, he's already guaranteed himself a spot in the Royals Hall of Fame. So I would say yes. All right, that's good. Go Yankees. It depends. What he said. If he <clears throat> like tears his ACL tomorrow and doesn't break Steve Balboni's record and I have to deal with that stupid record for another 20 years, then maybe not. <laughs> okay, uh, Doug from Illinois. Hey, Adam in the gang. I like that. I think uh, we should call us Adam and the gang from now on. When there's only one of us, it's kind of dumb. Well, I mean, it's – okay, fair enough. It's back to school time in my part of the country. Can we diagram and discuss the overratedness of Francisco Lindor? I grabbed him in the third round this year, and his numbers are not worth that. Uh, where do we rank Francisco Lindor next year? I oh, I'm mean, so glad. I'm so glad Scott's not here. Scott would not be happy. When you talk bad about a guy with good plate discipline, Scott White does not like it. I don't really like um, besmirching the good name of Francisco Lindor. He's still, what, 20, could be 24 years old next year and easily a top five shortstop next year. So fourth round? Is he easily a top? Yeah, I mean, he probably is. But... Would you rather have Didi Gregorius or Francisco Lindor going forward? I'll stick with Lindor. So he's only got eight steals this year, and that's a major disappointment. One of the reasons why, you know what? Let me let me look up the actual numbers. I'm just doing this. I don't think he head. has as many singles. That's exactly he? what I was going to say. He, he's he's got 19 home runs, and last year Lindor hit uh, 15 home runs in 41 uh, more games than he has. So and he already has more doubles than he hit last year. So if you look at oh they don't have singles listed so I can't do the math but well, I can do the math all right do the math he just he just hasn't singled that much he, he's got seventy or he's got uh, seventy four singles what's kind of interesting is his OPS is almost identical to last year seven ninety four last year seven eighty this year but he's not helping in batting average and he's not helping in steals and I think at this point because power's easier to find. I think maybe you would prefer Lindor to have a better batting average, hit 300 and steal 20 bases, than hit 263 and hit 25 home runs. Maybe you'd prefer it the other way. Um, yeah, like I think he's still going to end up with more RBI too, and probably the same number of runs. Mm-hmm. So I don't, know. I don't know what what's a, what's his run pace. I can't do that math, but I can tell you that he has three more doubles, four more home runs, and 55 le- or 61 less singles than he had last year. Okay, there you go. 65. Everybody do this math with me in your head. 65 divided by 117. That's a piece of cake. Times right. 162. He's on pace for 90 runs. He scored 99 last year. <clears throat> and moving on to another email. We're talking about Francisco Lindor, by the way. Uh, we're now not talking about him. We're talking about Matt. Matt in York, Pennsylvania. Trade deadline is at the end of August. I am top in several pitching categories in our Roto League, including wins and quality starts, with some people right behind me. So I need some offensive help. I've got innings concerns uh, with Garrett Cole and Luis Castillo and Dallas Keuchel. Would you trade – okay, so this was a long-winded thing. Would you trade Kluber for Mookie Betts straight up? Yep. All right. Uh, from Craig, Devers or Fam as utility rest of season. Devers or Fam? Uh, oh, that's so easy. I'd probably go Devers. Nope, nope. Wrong. It's fam. I like the flexibility that Devers gives me. But it's utility. 
I know, but what if my third baseman gets hurt? Fine. It, trade fan for one. <laughs> uh, listen, actually, I want to go back to Matt's email. Just be careful. If you trade Kluber for bets and you've got pitching categories, you know, you're on top in pitching categories, you could easily drop two, three spots, you know, like if you've got people right behind you. It's not, you should maybe only trade your strength if you have a lot of that strength. Uh, you know. The, He's got Dallas Keuchel, Garrett Cole, and Luis Castillo. That's not that good. I mean, Keuchel, yes, but Cole and Castillo. Castillo could be shut down soon. Cole's kind of – look, Cole's been pretty good. I know he got roughed up in his last start, but he's been pretty good for like 13 starts now. So that's fine. But uh And Dallas Keuchel's a Cy Young, right? He would have been if he didn't get hurt. Absolutely. That's pretty much a guarantee. Question from Justin in Texas. Dear Johnny, Ron, and Jeff – I don't know. Too generic. I have Wilson Contreras, Michael Brantley, and Johnny Cueto on the DL. Who do I drop in a points league? Contreras, Brantley, and Cueto. Has there been an update on Cueto lately? Because the Giants were saying they really expected him to come back this year, and everything I was reading was making me think he's not going to come back this year. But I do. I have not seen uh, – there's one more bullpen, and then he's got a rehab assignment. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. dropping Brantley. I know that. I'd either drop. What's that? I'm not dropping Brantley. I'd either drop uh, Contreras because his timetable is four to six weeks. You might get two weeks out of him at most, uh, or Cueto. And why aren't you dropping Brantley for sure? I feel like he'll be back sooner. But he's the least valuable of the three if they're all there. I don't know how much I trust Johnny Cueto this year. He's definitely less valuable than Contreras. 10-team standard points league, I, I'd i probably drop Brantley. All right. Honestly, I'm fine with any of them. And right. You probably are too. From Sean, probably making the playoffs in a shallow but active mixed league, looking to shore up my rotation. So here are some of the fringy guys that Sean has. Cole Hamels, Jamison Tyone, Eduardo Rodriguez, Faria, and Quintana. Out of Hamels, Tyone, Eduardo Rodriguez, Faria, and Quintana, who's the most droppable? I'd say Faria. Who's the second most droppable? I'd say Tyone. Would you drop Faria or Tyone for any of the following? Chase Anderson, Luis Castillo, Brent Honeywell, Luke Weaver, Colin McHugh, Corbin, or Eikhoff? I would drop Tyone and Faria for Castillo and Corbin. You are forgetting someone better. Chase, a- Chase Anderson. I don't know that I believe that Chase Anderson's better, and I don't know that I want to bet on Chase Anderson automatically being better as soon as he returns from the disabled list. Well, his first start's at Colorado this weekend, so it, he won't be. <laughs> uh, yeah. Luis Castillo, Scott is concerned that Castillo gets shut down after two or three more starts. So just keep that in well, mind. you know what? Your season might be over by then yeah. if you started Chase Anderson. So Luke Weaver is also very interesting. There's no way I'm dropping Hamels or Quintana. The other three in a shallow league, Tyone, Eduardo Rodriguez, Faria, I think you can do some streaming, do ma- yes. stream matchups. There you go. Okay, Heath, thank you. Thank you for pinch hitting. I appreciate it. Oh, what do you mean? This is my regularly scheduled day. Don't okay. I'm not a part of this podcast. All right. No, no, no. I, uh, thank you for being on this podcast. You know what? Thank you for being my coworker. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for being our listeners. See ya.